0: every time that you come if your heart is open you are going to receive from the Lord amen these are the days where you want to be in the house of the Lord amen what a privilege that we can be gathered here um, every time the doors that are open amen who came in expectant? great expectancy (laughs) who came hungry You know, it means everything to me that you drove here. So every time you come here, I'm going to give you like if it's going to be the last time that I see you. (laughs) But God is good and he's doing amazing things in the lives of his people. Does anybody have a testimony? Raise your hand. Don't stand up. Does anybody have a testimony tonight that said, I must give God the glory? Okay, no, nobody. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with that your 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 money's coming amen your money's coming because then if we if we th- start thinking about it no 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 just say the Lord is good and his mercy endure it forever say it again the Lord is good and his mercy endure it forever I'm gonna continue tonight and get as close as you can Get as close as you can to the, come on, you can move around if you don't, if you like a seat, if you like this seat right here, take it. Amen. And so, (laughs) and so I'm going to continue tonight on this message that has been stirring on the inside of me, but you know, it has been a result of, of what God has done in my personal life and what God is doing in your life. And just even sitting under great anointings, amen, and so I know that uh, uh, when we went to go um, uh, sit under Dr. Paula Noonshi, I mean, my mind is still like, and you might say, well, what does he have that God can't give us? He has a lot, you know, (laughs) there's somebody that is doing more than you have, there's somebody that has gone further than you have, and there, there, it's not like he can tell you what he's done in the past. It's what is happening now. It's one thing for somebody to say, I did this, I did that. Or somebody that's in it, in the flow now. Now, like out of this world type of thing. And, I, and, and, and you know, I believe that God has reserved the best for last. And we're a part of that generation. You might say, Me? Yes you. Amen. And so you're here for a reason. Look at you never say you're here for a reason. Don't think anything else but you're here for a reason. Don't let nobody lie to you until you're here for a reason. Hallelujah. And so a lot of these revelations have come out of that. Have come out of the, 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 the anointings that you know that, that we have sat under and also the, our personal experience in my personal life and so I was sitting and I was just thinking and God was just speaking to me even as I went home this morning and if I'm not careful it can just go you know it can just get crazy it, y'all want to get crazy tonight just kidding okay never mind just kidding. <laughs> crazy for Jesus amen some of you are like what is that's what what's crazy? What what crazy crazy there's something about somebody that gets a glimpse of the goodness of God. Something happens in an individual that comes to know God at a level that you've not known Him. Is it the level that you've, you're, you've reached and that's it? No, it's just another, another level of God's goodness from glory to glory. Amen. And, and this, is, this is where life is at because it's it, it's not religion it's not like just an experience it's 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 life the life of god coming alive on the inside of you and it is And it, you know i I've, I've shared with you this morning the 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 outcomes of 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 knowing god what happens or what is the result of of coming to know god and know anybody can come to this place of knowing God. God has made himself available to all. Will all come to him? No. Will all hunger for him? No. But blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness for the Bible says they shall be filled. It was one of the messages of of the beatitudes of God. Uh, you know, blessed are those that hunger and thirst. Was one of the most important uh, ones that he preached. That they shall be filled. They shall be satisfied. You know, your hunger for God can—you you, always—it it has to be a hunger that cannot be conquered. You, you know, it's 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 a hunger for God that cannot be conquered. And if you're not if you're not careful, it, you can become too satisfied and too content, and then stagnation hits you, and then, you know, dryness hits you, and you're still going to church, you're still doing things, but there's no fire, there's no zeal, there's no enthusiasm, and the the times that we're living in, you must, you must um, maintain that hunger that cannot be hungered. And, it, and, and the way you do that is knowing there are sides of God that I do not know. There are things in God that I have not attained or reached. I've seen good things. You've seen good things to a certain extent. But imagine if it's, it's been this good so far. Imagine that there's more. Imagine that if, if you've come this far, and hey, it might not, it's not the, the end of it. It's just the beginning of it. But you know, the key is to knowing him. The key is to filling yourself with a knowledge of who God is and allowing the Holy Spirit on the inside of you to reveal these things unto you that God, and, and, and there's an assurance that comes to you that says, God, if, if you, you've done this, it, it's almost like your head spins, right? Because it's like, and then you're like at church. Your wife, y'all finished the Sabbath class, and then your wife is helping with the ch- little children, and it's like that's a miracle. <laughs> Amen. Yes, it is. Only Jesus. <laughs> and, and I'm using them as an example because they're sitting in front of me. But I can, I can, I can go on. I can go over. I can go look over there. I can look over here. I can look over there. And it's a, you know the the it, it's it's the same thing. It's like you've come to encounter God to a certain extent. And it has brought about such an empowerment, a transformation, a supernatural strength. Um, You know, and everything else I said this morning. But yet, we're just barely scratching the surface. It's mind-blowing. Like the mind, you can't get this with a mind. You have to get it with your spirit because... Because the mind cannot, you know, the, the, the natural cannot comprehend spiritual things. But, but just to know that we are the end time church. That we are the church. Well, how do you know, Pastor? Well, I mean, nobody knows. But the, the reason I feel confident of saying this is because of all the signs that have passed before the trumpet blows. And the awesome thing about that, that the latter is going to be greater than the former. Is that the latter days are not going to compare to the early days. If the early days were awesome, imagine right before Jesus gets ready to return for his glorious bride, his glorious church. That's us. That means that he's beautifying us. That means that things are happening quick. That means that there's not 10 more years to wait. That means there's an acceleration. But that also means we have to be on guard. We have to be on guard. Because even the enemy knows his time is coming to an end. And he's not after the laws. Guess who he wants? But what, is, what do I got to do with him? I'm a, he ain't got no business. in Because as long as I know, according to the knowledge that I have in, 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 in my Lord... His, he has been defeated. Christ Jesus stripped him of his power. And I have authority. You have authority. In the name of Jesus to put every devil to flight. And if he wants to come. When the enemy comes like a flood. Then we're going to be ready. The spirit of the Lord in us is going to raise up a standard against him. Though we go through the fire, the Bible says, we will not get burned. Though the floods rise, we will not drown. Because guess who's with us in the fire? Guess who's with us through the floods? Guess who's with us through the storms? As long as we're aware and we're conscious that greater is he that is in us and of the God that we serve, then... (laughs) And so, the reason why it's so important, these are notes I'm sharing, amen. Is that okay? From those, those uh, weeks that we were sitting under that awesome anointing. But these are personal to me. Because I know, I have experienced, amen. Amen. And that is why I'm sharing them with you. And they're going to bless you. Are you ready? Now, when the knowledge of God comes into your life, as I shared with you this morning, it brings an awakening. Arise and shine for your light has come for the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. When the glory of the Lord rises upon you, there is an awakening that takes place. It lifts, is a, is a, the, the, it's, a, it's an awakener. It's an a, an, an a lifter, revelation of God is an awakener. It's it's a lifter, and it, and it, and it's in your spiritual life. So anything that was hindering you, anything that was keeping you down, anything that was hindering progress or was leaving you in a place of, uh, ever been there, uh. Well, when a fresh revelation or a knowledge of God, there's an awakening. There's a revive, a revival that takes place on the inside of you, like, a, like, like it's all of a sudden. You're like, I can't, it's almost like when I, you know, my first love. It's almost like, you know, something happens, and and God desires for us to experience that and to have continual encounters with God thank God for the encounters that we had but they are fresh encounters that God wants you to encounter with him well, how do I encounter them you press into him if you seek him you find him amen I was thinking about myself and I was thinking about you and I was thinking about the, the, you know, you hear me talk about my personal encounter I had with the, the Lord that changed my life in 2004. And it was in my garage at home. And then it changed my life. It, 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 I was already a believer. I was already, I grew up in church, but something happened. Say something happened. There was like a revival and awakening on the inside of me that took place that changed everything. And then I can recall throughout the years. How many years has that been since 2004? 18? And then uh, I can recall of, 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 of different encounters with the Lord that I've had that I can point him specifically and they were either at a service and, and that, that, that changed helped me see a side of God that I did not know and it was like, whoa. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And so that never stops. But you know our thing is not to just seek those encounters and get a little fix and then like just become revival junkies. Something changes on the inside of you. Something happens. It changes in you and then it changes things through you. So revival is the season of intense revelation of the knowledge of God that's what happens when revelation of the knowledge of God comes upon your life it revives you so revival is not in the future revival is not out there revival begins with the heart of the individual are you with me how many of you feel revived or know that I have, I'm, I'm a carrier of revival hallelujah you are It is a season where God decides to introduce himself to a generation. And I believe that that's where we are. There's a people that is awakened to the realization of who their God is. Any of those here tonight? It is a season where there is a revelation of the reality of the Almighty to a generation or to a people. Where God says, I want you to know a God you don't know. Revival happens in the heart of the individual when the heart of the individual is hungry and thirsty for God. Where God says, I want you to understand a God you don't understand. You see, because if we think we understood everything there is to God, then there is nothing to learn. There's nothing to understand of God anymore. There's no eating then. There is, there's nothing. Where God says, I want you to experience a God you have not experienced. Do you believe God has an experience for you? How many of you would like God, God, manifest yourself to me in such a way that I have not known you before? Four people, they want that. Hallelujah. (laughs) Glory to God. How many of you say, God, reveal yourself to me in such a way that I have not known? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you will like God for, to do that for you? It, it is important that you allow him to do that. God will first reveal himself to a man or a woman. And through that individual, he will reveal himself to a generation. Before God can reveal himself to a generation, or I should say to you know, narrow it down instead of a generation, I should say to your family, to your people of influence, to your community, to your, even your children, even those around you. Before God can reveal himself to them, he must first reveal himself in someone. How many can say God let me be that someone. God introduces himself to a man or a woman in order that through that man or woman he will introduce himself to a people. So God prevails with a man in order to prevail with a generation. God arrests the attention of a man in order to arrest the attention of a people. That is why it's so important that you allow God to do the work in you so that he can do what he desires to do through you. You've caused an impact up to this point. But I believe that as your knowledge of God intensifies, the impact shall be at a greater level in the mighty name of Jesus. How many of you believe that? And I believe the people you think that God is going to use in a mighty way, I think you're going to be shocked. (laughs) Because God doesn't look for the qualified he chooses, and then he qualifies them. He'll choose whom he wants, and then he qualifies them. The Bible says that God uses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, the weak things to show who's really strong. Say, that's me. <laughs> so, that, that is required is for you to say Lord here I am and I pray that even uh, you know after today or even by now that there's a, a, a great I, a, I pray that your level of hunger to want To know God grows and intensifies to the point that you've said before, I want to know you more, Lord, but you did nothing about it. But this time, you're going to put action. You're going to say, God, I I just don't desire to know you at a greater level. I don't just desire that you reveal yourself to me, but I'm actually going to do something to prove to you that I do want to know you. I'm going to rearrange my schedule, and I'm going to prioritize seeking you first. I'm going to prioritize your kingdom first. I'm going to prioritize my appointments with you first before I do anything else. I feel my belly burning right now. Hallelujah. Because God is looking for such people. God is looking for such people that want that. The Bible says that God looks through and fro throughout the whole earth to see who he can show himself strong on the behalf. Anybody hear this tonight that says, God, stop looking because you found somebody. (laughs) I feel it. God is, I'm telling you, the Lord is doing amazing things. I, it, it's, 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 I, I it's going to be shocking this next month for some people. What you're going to witness God do through the people of this house and this ministry, you're going to be sh- glad that you're a part of it. <laughs> Woo. Michelle you're gonna be glad <laughs> she's like I'm already glad <laughs> Woo! I'm not you know me I'm gonna be real with you I'm not just tickling your ears I don't I don't play that I don't I don't I don't have time for that because but I know I know what is taking place I know what God is doing don't be moved That attack or that resistance or that thing that is happening in your life, keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep strengthening yourself. It's just going to be an assistance to the promotion that God is bringing your way. You watch and see that the Lord is good. You don't got to figure it out. Figure him out. And he'll take care of you. So, God prevails with a, in, with, the, with a man in order to prevail with a generation. God arrests the attention of a man in order to arrest the attention of a generation. Has God gotten your attention? Has God, has God has, have you said, oh, well, I don't know what that means, but like, you know, like, I, I get it, Lord, I got it. This is why you wanted, this is why you were, this is why you wanted to do this in me. In the book of Isaiah 9, we can see an encounter where the Lord sent a word into Jacob and it had lightened upon Israel. God sent a word to Jacob and that word was to light, light, light it upon Israel. In Isaiah 9-8, it it is so awesome because look, I was, I was, (laughs) I was looking at this and in the book of Isaiah, I was reading and I was hearing Dr. Paula Nunci talk about this and he was saying how, you know, we, we've, there, there are sides to God that we have not seen. There are levels in God that we have not reached. But he was using Isaiah even as an example because in verse Isaiah chapter 9, it says that the Lord sent a word into Jacob and it had lightened upon Israel. And, and then in the life of, a, of Isaiah, you know, Isaiah was a prophet of God. And you can see where in, in chapter 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. You know, in and, and 6 where he prophesied, uh, led by the, the Spirit of God. And then in 6, we can read here where in 6, in chapter, uh, chapter 6, verse 1, it says, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphim's, Each one had six wings, with twain he covered his face, and with twain or two covered his feet, and with two he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy is the Lord of hosts, the whole earth is full of his glory. And the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke, then said, I, this is Isaiah, then said I, woe is me for I'm undone because I am a man uh, of unclean lips and I dwell in the midst of, uh, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. You see, he had an, 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 an encounter at another level and he, and then he began to say, uh, uh Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King of Lord of hosts. He's seen the Lord. He's seen a side of God that he had not seen. And it brought him to to a, 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 a level of examining himself. And a level of worship before the Lord to the point that he said this to the Lord. Then flew one of the seraphines unto him, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongs from the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth. This is Isaiah saying, he laid upon my mouth and said, Lo, this had touched thy lips, and thine iniquities is taken away, and thy sins purged. God purified him at another level. He has seen the Lord as he hadn't seen him before. Remember he was a prophet of God. He prophesied in the first few chapters. But then yet. He said I have seen the Lord. And it, it brought him to another level of consecration. Before the Lord. Hallelujah. He, he, for he said. My eyes have seen the King. The Lord of hosts. And then he said. In verse 8. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord. Listen, he heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then I said, here I am. Send me. And he said, go and tell this to the people. He answered the calling. Who shall I send? He said, he heard the Lord said. Who will go for us? Then Isaiah said, here I am. Send me. How many of you ha- have, ha- will say, Lord, here I am. Send me. You know, that's what happens in your, in, 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 in your knowledge of God. That's what happens when you encounter the Lord. When you have fresh encounters with the Lord, it brings you to a new level of consecration. It brings you to a new level of consecrating yourself before the Lord and and saying god nevertheless my will but let your will be done lord not my plans but your plans lord not my agenda but your agenda the apostle paul said i've been crucified with christ nevertheless i live but christ lives in me and this life that i now live i live it in the faith having faith in the son of god who loved me and who gave himself up for me imagine that if the prophet isaiah to, uh, you know, w- w- God was speaking through him, but yet he's seen, he seen the Lord in a way that he hadn't seen him before. Brings him to a new level of consecration. And then God says, who shall I send? Who shall go for us? And he said, here I am, Lord, send me. I pray that you have a fresh encounter with God that will bring you into a new level of consecration before the Lord. To re-examine yourself and say, God, what? Um, this life? I owe it to you. Why am I living like I made all this up for myself? Hallelujah. So he sent a word into Jacob and it affected him in a good way. And that word that was sent to Jacob affected Israel, a nation. Jacob is a person. Israel is a nation. Now let's go to some examples in the word of the Lord. The number one example in the scriptures, you can find it in Exodus 3 verses 1 to 10. And here you can read the encounter of when God revealed himself to Moses. Can we turn there? Exodus hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. Who's glad God chose you? Some of you still don't get it or might understand it. Me, Lord? Or you know there's something God will have me do. There is. In Exodus 3, we can read this encounter here. Where God reveals himself to Moses at the burning bush. God decided to introduce himself to Israel through Moses. The Bible says, and we can read it. I can read a little quick, uh, quick. Is that okay? It says, in Exodus 3, one day Moses was tending the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. He led the flock far into the wilderness and came to Sinai, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the middle of a bush. Moses stared in amazement. Though the bush was engulfed in flames, it did not burn up. This is amazing, Moses said to himself. Why isn't the bush burning up? I must go see it. When the Lord saw Moses coming to take a closer look, God called to him from the middle of the bush, Moses, Moses, here I am, Moses replied. Do not come any closer, the Lord warned take off your sandals for you are standing on holy ground. I am the God of your father. Here is the Lord introducing him to Moses. I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. When Moses heard this, he covered his face because he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord told him, I have certainly seen the oppression of my people. Listen to this. God told Moses, I have certainly seen the oppression of my people in Egypt. I have heard their cries of distress because of their harsh slave slave drivers. Yes, I am aware of their sufferings. So I have come down to rescue them from the power of the Egyptians and lead them out of Egypt into their own fertile and spacious land. It is a land flown with milk and honey. The land where the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, and every ite, 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 Jebusites, now live. He says, look, verse 9, the cry of the people of Israel has reached me. And I have seen how harshly the Egyptians abused them. And then he says this, now go, for I am sending you to Pharaoh. You must lead my people, Israel out of Egypt but Moses protested to God who am I to appear before Pharaoh who am I to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt God answered I will be with you and this is your sign that I am the one who has sent you and then he said when you have brought the people out of Egypt you will worship God at this very mountain but Moses protested protested. If I go to the people of Israel and tell them the God of your ancestors has sent me to you, they will ask me, what is his name? Then what should I tell them? Verse 14, God replied to Moses, I am that I am. Say to this people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say this to the people of Israel, Yahweh, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my eternal name, my name to be remembered for all generations. So God revealed himself first to Moses. And God decided to introduce himself to Israel through one man. Through you, God is going to introduce Himself to many around you. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. God said, Tell them, I am that I am has sent you. He revealed Himself to Moses by this name I am that I am and as he revealed himself to Moses Moses was to reveal himself to Israel he said by this name not even by this name was I known to Abraham remember to Abraham God also revealed himself he revealed himself to Abraham as the almighty God the El Shaddai and God did through him what he would do But to Moses, he revealed himself through I am that I am. And he was introduced to introduce him to the children of Israel to bring about that deliverance. God revealed himself that way to Moses. God said, I showed Abraham El Shaddai, but I am showing you I am that I am. God will reveal himself to you and then through you he will do mighty exploits for his kingdom. Hallelujah. I am that I am. The God that has no beginning and no endings. So note this. The revelations of God will always precede the manifestations of God. In order for you to see the manifestations of God in your life, there first has to be revelation. That's why Jesus said, if you continue in my word, you are my disciple. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. You notice that not every word you get, make, you get a revelation of it or, or makes you free. But the word that you continue in, eventually it's gonna become a and and enli- it's gonna it's gonna the spirit of God is gonna enlighten you that word is gonna go from from uh, uh logos written word to rhema living word so it's a it's a written word but then it becomes a living word and when it becomes a living word in you it's 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 there is no doubt about it That word that you've gotten from God has become a living reality. And that word will bring about the freedom, the transformation, and the manifestation of God upon your life. If you're to see the manifestations of God, you must first see the revelations of God. That is why it's not just for the casual. It's for the ones that press. What do you mean press? The ones that continue. The ones that work the word. Work the word. Work it. What do you mean? Continue in the word. When you feel like it, when you don't feel like it, speak the word. Think, meditate on the word. This book of the law shall not depart out of, out of your mouth, but you shall keep it in the midst of your eyes, that you may do according to all that it is written therein. For then you shall make the way prosperous and have good success, because when you continue in this word, it'll, it'll, it'll. it'll one day it'll just hit you. I got it. I see it. And what you can see, you cannot doubt. Well, I thought you're not supposed to see. No, you got spiritual eyes. Don't look with the natural eyes. But when you, when you captured the reality of the word, it'll bring about the manifestation of the word. So the revelations of God precede the manifestations of God. If God is going to manifest himself to a generation he first brings a revelation of himself or an introduction of himself. How many of you can't say, if I wouldn't, if I, I, if I, if this, you can't even put it into words. If I had not, when I talk to people, you know, they say, something happened to me. I I, I haven't, I, something happened in me. And this could be somebody that known of God for a lot of years. But then all of a sudden, something new, something fresh, something happened on the inside of me that, that is driving me. That is, that is repositioning me. That is, that is, you know, doing something in me. And it's causing me to do things that I've never done before. It's like a passion in me for, Maybe things that I like. I've never been this passionate before. But something happened. Passion, say passion. That is why, people of God, because if God is going to do something, you know if God is going to do something in your in your generation or impact your generation he must first impact you because he he got to do it through somebody he's not gonna come down we are the hands and feet of Jesus we are we are we are the you know we are the continuation of the ministry of Jesus you know people want to say greater works and they'll you know, greater works, greater works. They ain't working nothing. They don't even show up to church. Because the greater works is the continuation of the ministry of Jesus. But how can we impact when we're not even been impacted? But if, if, if it, it pays for you to yield and surrender your life even if you don't understand even if you don't even if you don't have it all together even if you're not where you want to be but it pays to understand that if God is going to touch those around you he must first touch you your whole house there'll be a, such a change but it has to happen through somebody It has to happen through some in somebody that that says God do it in me do it in me so that you can do it through me kill me Lord not like physically you know what I'm saying like I went to church and the pastor said kill me no I mean let me die to every form of self every form of self that hinders me from totally yielding to your will Lord because I know listen I know there's a people here I know this ministry I know that this place has a peculiar people that God is called you're not normal (laughs) let me rephrase that we're not normal But we don't want to be normal. We don't want to be religious. We don't want to be traditional. We are a peculiar people. Are we the only ones on the face of the earth? No. We're just part of. We're just part. But but you have you. It has to you you. (laughs) Who? It's so important. You, you, you were, you know, Esther was not the only one born for such a time as this. Esther's gone. You are born for such a time as this. But it, it's, it's, but it is, it is, it, it means life or death. What you decide for God to do in your life. Because only what you allow God to do in your life will be the only thing that God will be able to do through you. That is why it is so important. That is why when the Lord, I know, I, I got to a point, okay, yeah. All right. All right, Lord, I surrender. I surrender, I surrender. I cried, and I surrender, Lord. I know, I know, I know. Surrender. Here I am, Lord. Nevertheless, my will, but your will. I cried. Because I knew it was going to be different. But when you understand, we're only here for a little bit. We are aliens here. Meaning we're not, and we're in this world, but we're not of this world. God will take care of us. We won't lack nothing. We won't need anything. But most importantly, we are here for a reason. We are here for his glory. We are here to populate heaven. We are here for his kingdom's sake. Sometimes I, I, I think like why, like, why us, Lord? And God loves his people here. You know that? God loves his people here. I know he loves everybody, but God loves his people at the Power of Love Church. He shows y'all favor. And it's like, it just gets, the vision just gets bigger and bigger. And it's like, God, let me catch up. That is why it's so important, say important, for God to do something in your life. Because if God does not do something in your life, the generation tied to your destiny may sink. So there is a people tied to your life. There's, there's a people that are tied to your life. There is a people. There's a generation that is tied to your life. It's really selfish to think, ah, oh, you're not just going to do what I want. But it's bigger than us. There's a people, it can be family individuals, communities, cities, nation, but there is someone or some people whose lives are tied to your life. And in order for God to do something with those people, he has to do something with you first. Starting with your children. Starting with your home. But if God can do the work in you, He can do the work through you. I look at people that are here, and I and I see it. I was thinking about you know. I was thinking about Joanne. I was thinking about her children. I was thinking about Kim. You know, when they they, they met you at the at the food store outside, and you know, and 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 y'all heard her testimony. And and you know they were out there soul winning, and and then they met Kim at the food uh, food town at the parking lot, and she was just crying out to God, uh, and and you know was seeking from the Lord, was living a messed up life. Her grandbaby had just got ran over, was life lighted, and 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 and, and then here comes somebody that understands the mission, and says, "Can I tell you about?" The Lord. Has anybody told you that God loves you? And that's a wonderful plan for your life. And look at her now. Look at her grandbabies. The power of impact through one. Through one, who's that one here? Amen. Thank you, Lord. you answering to the Lord is bigger than you. You letting God do the work that needs to be done in your life is bigger than you. Why do you think the fight? Why do you think the resistance? Because. There are lives that are tied to you. And unless you you let God do it in you, then there will be people that will not be reached. Say, it's not just about me. (laughs) There are people that you'll encounter that nobody else will encounter. And if God doesn't do the work in you, then he can't do it through you. You won't even open your mouth. But when you know there's no holding back, you won't just, you won't just watch and let, let him die. What was that scripture that we've been praying, Peter, that the saviors will arise? Obadiah. Obadiah. You send it to me. Yeah. Is this helping somebody? Glory to God. Obadiah 121. And saviors shall come up on Mount Zion to judge the Mount of Esau. And the kingdom shall be the Lord's Say, and saviors. We've been praying, Father, in the name of Jesus, cause an army of world changers to emerge from this commission through diverse encounters at the Power of Love Church. People that are going to rise up and become saviors to their generation. They're going to become a living hope to the people around them. They're going to be the reason why people are going to live and not die. Hallelujah. They're going to be a reason why people are going to be set free for the glory of God. An army that is rising up. World changers. If you're part of that army, I want you to say hallelujah. I thought there was one Savior. There is one Savior. But he lives on the inside of you. And he has commissioned you. Go ye into all the world. Where is your world? Start at your house. Then let's get bold like the Jehovah Witness. Go knock on your neighbor's door. Let me tell you something. we can learn a little bit from others amen that's about all you learn from that okay boldness to knock on door some used to kick doors down now go kick doors down for not just kidding that's a little bit too much that's not good praise the lord Hallelujah. God is good. Lift up your hands and just say, Father, here I am. Do it in me so you can do it through me. Impact my life at a level that I have not known. Show me a side of you, Lord, that I have not seen yet. Impact my life at a greater level, Lord, so that you can impact Those around me, through me, me, in Jesus' name. Now just thank Him. Hallelujah. Thank Him that He chose you. Thank Him that He chose you. Nobody's here by accident. Nobody's here by accident. Hallelujah. God needs somebody and He chose you. Say, I'm that somebody. And you know, he didn't choose you because you were great. I'll say that for myself. But one thing that I, I, I do know is that I, I felt in love with Jesus, I felt in love with his loving kindness, with his mercy. That I didn't deserve. How can you love somebody like me? God, how can you? You forgave me. You saved me. You you want somebody like me. He's so good. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Tell your neighbor, don't distract me right now. Don't talk to me. Don't show me anything. Because this is for everybody. It's for everybody. Amen. Remember, the moment we, we think we don't need anything from God, oof. If God cannot prevail with you, the generation that is tied to you may be lost. If Moses was lost in the wilderness, Israel would not, would be buried in Egypt. God picked Moses from the wilderness in order to pick Israel from slavery. God chose you. You're God's Gideon. You're God's David. You're God's Esther. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. How many of you know? Maybe you didn't want to f- admit it, but you know, I know God chose me and I just got to like surrender. <laughs> I just got to let Him do what God wants to do in my life. I'm going to stop fighting you, Lord. I'm going to stop running. I'm going to stop. Just do it in me, Lord. Just have your way. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God has chosen you and has or is revealing himself to you to bring about that impact to those around you. Do you believe that? Let me read these scriptures that I have here. In Matthew twenty-two, fourteen, 14, it says, for many are called, but few are chosen. Can I tell you something? You are the chosen one. You are the chosen one. Amen. The Bible says in 1 Peter 2, 9, But you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. You are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God. For he called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you had no identity as a people, now you are God's people. And you have received mercy of the Lord. Can you say amen to that? Hallelujah. What God wants to do for you is beyond you. It's not just for your sake. It's much, much, much more beyond you. God has you in mind, but is beyond yourself. You always hear me say that. What what God wants to do in you is far greater than you the end that you know what and what you decide to allow God to do in you is what God will do through you the impact that God does in you is the impact that you'll cause on those around you you saying yes to God there's people's lives that are counting on that yes your surrender to God there are people's lives that are counting on that surrender They're either, people are either going to come to know God because of your obedience to the Lord, or they're going to perish because of your disobedience to the Lord. Is that so, Pastor? That is so. It matters what you decide. I shared with you this morning, another uh, uh, individual that we can look at an example in the word of the Lord is David. God revealed himself to David. And through David, God revealed Himself. Uh, uh, through uh, you know to rescue Israel from Goliath. So God revealed Himself to David, and through David, God revealed Himself to Israel. Through the knowledge of David of God, in David, God used him to rescue God's people. You heard me say this morning that Israel, that, that, you know, Saul was king of Israel. But Saul didn't have the knowledge that David had. Saul was king. He had the position. He had the statues. But he didn't have the knowledge that was going to bring about the deliverance of the army or of the people of God, so when Goliath came, Saul didn't have enough revelation to tackle the confrontation. They were confronted and being harassed by this giant, the uh, the, the 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 Goliath from the the Philistines, and when he confronted them, we can read in the scriptures where it says that Saul didn't have enough revelation to confront him so note this it is your revelation that handles your confrontation Saul couldn't confront Goliath because he didn't have the knowledge of his God but remember David said who had knowledge of his God he had experience with God when he was taking care of the, of the sheep, you know, there will be a lion and a bear that will try to come and, and take them. And he would fight them, but he knew that God was with him, that God protected him. And he said, and this uncircumcised Philistine is coming and harassing the army of the living God. You see, David came with the knowledge of God and he knew this is not Israel's people of themselves This army is the army of the living God. These are God's people. And how is an uncircumcised Philistine going to come and harass the people of God? He said, I will defeat him. What defeated him? Knowing that God was with him. He was able to confront the confrontation because he knew who his God was. He knew who his, was, who his God was. So it is your revelation or your knowledge of God that will handle your confrontation. It is your light that handles your night. There are many that are buried in the night because of lack of the light. There are many that have been wiped out by their confrontation because of no revelation. But when you have a revelation of the God that you serve, when you know that greater is he that is in you than he that is of this world, when you have seen that God did it once for you, and you get caught up in the goodness of God and know that if God did it once, he'll do it again, then no matter what comes to confront you, it cannot take you out because you have a revelation. You have experience, say experience Experience. of the goodness of God. It's not a theory. It's not just something. You know that you know that you know that the Lord is good. You have seen his faithfulness. You have seen his goodness. And that seeing and that knowing, that revelation will be the victory of everything that comes to confront you. Don't mind the confrontation. Mind the revelation. Amen. So David defeated the confrontation of Israel by the knowledge of his God. Israel seen the glory of the Lord through a man who knew his God. People are going to see the glory of God through you that know your God. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. Say, Lord, show me your glory. Show me your glory don't get me sinking the anointing will leave (laughs) praise the name of the Lord so David defeated the confrontation of Israel by what by the knowledge of his God Israel seen the glory of the Lord through a man who knew his God do you know him do you know your God He brought down a giant through a stone and a sling. If David didn't show up, Goliath would have finished them. Only God knows. But the fact is, or the truth is, that somebody showed up that knew their God. And through that knowledge of their God, the Philistine army was defeated. Oh, glory to God. It matters. It matters that we know our God. It matters that we have fresh encounters. It matters that we press in to know him. If the Apostle Paul said that I may know him after he had already known, of, known God, he knew it was the key. God, I need to know you more. I need a, that's the key, Lord. I need to know you in the power of your resurrection. That was his desire because he knew the more I know him, there, that, that there's power in that hallelujah God wants to do something in you God wants to do something fresh on the inside of you God wants to reveal himself to you in a way that you do not know God wants to do something in you and give you fresh revelation to reveal himself through you would you let him do that tonight hallelujah He wants to do something in you to reveal himself through you to your family and those around you. He wants to show you a side of him that you do not know. No matter what you know or how much you know, there is something about God you do not know. Amen. There is something about God that you do not know. And that's all right, because if you seek him, you will find him. No matter what you've seen, there is something in God you haven't seen. Hallelujah. So what makes people settle in stagnation or in tradition is to assume they know what they need to know, to assume they've seen what they need to see. When you think you're in a place, I know what I need to know. I've seen what I need to see. You know, that's why God increases you a little bit. Or you get so far with God and you think, ah, I'm in a good place. You might be in a good place, but that's not your final destination. There are more areas the Lord wants to take you. And if you say, well, I'm good here. I'm, I'm, I'm good here. Well, they remember there are people's lives that are tied to you. And we must grow. We must increase. We must have fresh encounters with God. Because of the impact that God is going to do through us will determine the impact that God is going to do in us. And it's not just about us. It's about those lives that are hanging on us. Can you imagine, Beatrice, if you would have just, I'm just going to do my thing, live my life, whatever I want to do. But yet you, you surrender your life to the Lord. And your children, your husband, many people that have been impacted. It matters. It matters. We could be selfish and say, oh, yeah. Thank you, meh. Do you know there are more people watching you that you think? Amen. And that are desiring the change? And they're just waiting. They might be waiting for you to fail because they think but they're going to see that you're only going to prevail. You know your victories is somebody else's victory. Your victory is not just for you. The things that you conquer in God will be the things that other people will conquer because you conquered, they're going to conquer. Your victories will become somebody else's victory. Your victories, your overcomings, Uh, uh, will be somebody else's victory you're a witness that you serve the living God and you're you're a billboard that if God did it for you you can say God if God did it for you he'll do it for them what you overcome is you being a witness to others that if God did it for you God can do it for them You see, your victories are not just about you. It's to allow God to use you to show somebody else that God could do it for them too. So it matters if you're defeated or if you overcome. It matters if you increase or if you don't increase. It matters if you press in or if you don't press in. There are lives that are hanging to you. Somebody's just waiting for you to make it because they're watching you. And they're saying, if they did it, man, I can do it too. That's why you can't quit. That's why you can't just relax. That's why you just can't be casual. You got to press on because the places that God wants to take you and the things that he wants to show you, they're not just for you. They're for those that are watching you. You see, it's bigger than us. Say, it's bigger than me. Say, it's not about me. And you just get to enjoy it. (laughs) That he chose you. After 33 years of ministry where Paul the apostle had taken handkerchiefs and cast out devils. Where he had written half of the New Testament. After Paul had planted the church in the house of Caesar. He still cried out that I may know you. That is, he said, there is something about you I don't know. Imagine that. Where does that leave us? Uh, yes, I, we know. Yeah. You know, and, and, and God lo- it gets so good that, for, you know, when, when you come to that place with God of knowing, of total surrender, you realize how important the fivefold ministry is to the body of Christ. Because it's for the perfection, for equipping, for the edifying of of, of the body. For the work of the ministry. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The apostle, the prophet, the teacher, the pastor, the evangelist. The whole completeness. For the perfection of the saints. For the preparing for the work of the ministry. Hallelujah. And that is why you're not casual about church. I mean, I'm talking to the choir, you're here. But to safeguard your faith, it's just the beginning, amen. If Paul cried out to know God, then what do we know? Say, hunger and thirst, hunger and thirst. Must, be must be in me. A hunger and thirst. That cannot be conquered. That means it's a continual hunger of more of God to do, not just to be glory hoggers. It's for not for ourselves. It's for us and through us. Say, it's for me and through me. Say, what God does in me, he will do through me. What he doesn't do in me, he won't do through me. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. So it was the process that you can see in the Bible, even in the Lord Jesus Christ himself. It's the process that we see in the scriptures and is the process that we see now. God must first do it in someone if he's going to do it through someone. If God is going to reach someone, he first must reach someone. Amen. Glory to God. And he chose you. Our Lord Jesus himself in 1 John, in, 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 in John I think it's 1 John 1 eight. Let me see what it says there. Hallelujah. What time is it? 7:42. Glory be to God. Are you glad you came tonight? Yes. Who regrets coming? Don't say, don't say amen to that. <laughs> Lord, hallelujah. God is good. God is good. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. In first John 1. No, no, no. First is John 1.8. Ah, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. It says, praise the Lord. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. So no man has... Seen God at any time, but the only begotten son. Now, what scripture is that? No man has seen God at any time, but the only begotten son of the father who lives in his bosom. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one who is a true light who gives light to everyone was coming into the world and that was talking about Jesus. He came into the very world into the very world he created but the world didn't recognize him he came to his own people and even they rejected him but to all who believed him and accepted him he gave the right to become the children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resultant from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. So the word became human and made his home amongst us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the father's one and only son. So Jesus came Oh, there it is. It's 18. I'm sorry. John 1, 18. No one has ever seen God, but the unique one, who is Jesus, who is himself God, is near to the Father's heart. He has revealed God to us. So even our Lord Jesus himself, it says here that no man has seen God at any time, but the only begotten Son of the Father who lives in his bosom. So in order for God to get people to see him, he sent his son that lived in his bosom to reveal himself uh, 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 through him. So nobody knows who I am. So le- God said, nobody knows who I am. So let me send you to Jesus. So when they see you, they seen me. Remember what Jesus said? If you want to see the father, you look at me. Who was the one that said, show us the father? Was it Who was it? Philip. Say show us the father and Jesus said have have I been so long with you and you still ask me show us the father. He said if you've seen me you see the father. So Jesus came to reveal the father. Jesus came to reveal the father. God revealed himself through his son. You want to look at the father you look at Jesus. Jesus is good. Acts 10 38, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Hallelujah. So God has not changed the process. The Bible says concerning John the Baptist, he was a man sent from God, not a man sent by God, but from God. God was in him. Amen. It's one thing that you are sent by God and or is another thing that you are sent from God. But when you come to know God, you can say I've been sent from God, not by God. That means me and God are one and God has sent me. Even Saul, he was chosen by the people. But God David was chosen by God. It makes a difference. Anybody can say God chose sent me and they sent themselves. Or, or you can be the one that w- was first in God and then God sent you from Him. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, that's powerful. So God has not changed the process, and it is consistent through the scripture. You can read and look at the lives of the disciples. Even when Jesus was going to send out his disciples, you can read it in Mark 3, 13 and 15. Listen to what it says. And he goeth up into a mountain and call unto him whom he would. And they came unto him and he ordained 12. They came unto him and he ordained 12 that they should be with him. And that he might send them forth to preach. And to have power to heal sickness and to cast out del- devils. But you notice something. You first must come to him. You can't skip him. You're either going to say that you're sent by God. Or say, I came from God. There's a difference. You want to come from God. You want to be sent by God. And in order for you to be come from God, you first got to first gotta come to him. You first got to come to him. You got to come to him. It says they, they came to be with him and went from him. They came to him first and then he sent them. They went from him. If you want to come from him, you first got to come to him. You don't want to claim... To have been sent by him. But you want to be someone that came from him. Oh, hallelujah. The Apostle Paul in Galatians 1.15. And I'm getting ready to close. And we're going to pray. Can we pray for a little bit? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. The Apostle Paul in Galatians 1.15. He says, but when it pleased God. But when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb. And called me by his grace to reveal his son in me. Do you hear that? To reveal his son in me. That I might preach him among the heathen. Immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. You see what happened? He revealed himself in him. That he might preach him amongst the heathen. What God is going to do through you he must do it first in you. What God is going to do through you he must first do it in you. It's important that you yield to allow God to do what he wants to do in your life. It's important for you allow for God to do the pruning that needs to take place in your life. Pruning sometimes hurts. Sometimes when we prune the trees, I think it hurts them. Because those pruning scissors, you know, that you have, Peter, they're big. And I can just, I don't know, sometimes my imagination goes, but I'm thinking like the plant is going, I, 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 I. You're just, but you're pruning it. You're the pruner. You know what's best for it. You know what shape it needs to take. You know the desired result that you want for it. it. Well, Jesus, you know, we are the clay. He is the potter. And, we, and when we yield to him, we let him shape him in whatever shape he wants to shape us. We let him prune us in whatever areas that we need to be pruned. Even if it hurts, if God cuts this area, if God prunes us in this area, it might hurt a little bit. But keep yielding to the Lord because what he's doing in you, he's doing it because he's going to do it through you. Come on, give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. Oh, do you believe that God wants to reveal himself in you? glory to God, he wants to reveal himself in your life, it do whatever you are, you might be a student, you might be in school, you might be a business owner, you must be, you know, whatever it is, you're in, in the field that, you know, you, you, you're working in. God wants to reveal himself in your life so that you can reveal himself through those around you, hallelujah, thank you Jesus, Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So, in closing. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Just close your eyes and just begin to thank the Lord. Just begin, you know, in your own words, say, Father, just, I desire to know you in your own words just just if that is truly your desire just talk to the lord just talk to the lord just take a, a minute to talk to the lord just say father if this is the your your process if this is you, you know the way you operate in your kingdom have your way in my life come on just tell him lord if this is this is your order of 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 of, of your kingdom If, 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 if this is how it is and it's been and it is, then Father, have your way in my life. Have your way in my life. Reveal yourself to me. If you're filled with the Holy Spirit, just begin to pray in your heavenly language. In your own words, just talk to the Lord. Take a moment to talk to the Lord. Hallelujah. Pray God, let me not miss it. Let me not miss it. What I'm supposed to do, who I'm supposed to talk to, the impact that I'm supposed to cause. How many of you desire that from the Lord?